Hello and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. I am Patrick Finn and I'm sitting here with Tommy Gibbons. Hey bitches! Welcome, it is Tuesday, October 5th, the 278th day of the calendar year. And nobody ever was born on this day. Oh, you'll hear about those later. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, how was your weekend, Thomas? Uh, Same as last weekend, review notes above. In other words, you just worked all weekend, I worked the at, weekend at the theater. At the theater in the cafe. That would be what theater is that? Uh, the Studio Theater of Long Island. It is the uh, at Bayway uh, Arts Bayway Arts Center campus. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, they have a little cafe over there, and I run that with the kids, and I uh, serve coffee. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, that so that's what I do all weekend. Well, good for you. Not this weekend, though. It's dark. No. Okay. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde open on the fifteenth. Oh, good to know. Finding Clyde. Good to know. Yeah. What else you got? Me? I just, um, I had rehearsals all weekend. Okay. That was really about all it. All weekend? Well, not really. I mean, I had it on Saturday. rehearsals on the weekend? Did I have one on I had to because I'm in rehearsals for Murder on the Orient Express, in which I'm in, while I'm alternating with rehearsals for The Violet Hour, which I'm directing. So, so let's talk about this play you're in. Okay. Okay. Yes. Your character. Mm-hmm. Tell us about him. First of all, tell us about the play. It's called Murder on the Orient Express. It's, and who wrote it? It's based on the murder mystery written by Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie? You yes. always see. We love Agatha Christie. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, Something got weird about her death. I don't know. Her body disappeared? I'm not familiar with Weirdness. That. Somebody oh. has to Google it. Should we look that up right now on the way back machine? It doesn't matter, because Steve okay. is just going to cut it. Oh, okay. Like he did my whole Vindaloo rant. <laughs> But anyway, not that I'm noticing, not that I'm mentioning, not that I'm saying, but also the whole thing about Indiana's gone. There was a whole thing about Indiana yeah, gone. Yeah, you know, it kind of went on and yeah. on and on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you know. We were pressed for time. You would not. It's a <laughs> podcast. It's not like national radio. But we have to be very selective about the amount of drivel that we put on there. Uh, we have to make sure it's quality drivel. Could you spell that word, please? D-R-I-V-E-L. Drivel. Drivel. Okay. Good word, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so um, that's what about it, really. For We just like rehearsals this weekend. And uh, also, now, we have now listeners on... Not five, but six continents. Six out of seven continents. There are seven continents. Yes, there are. So there are five oceans? Five oceans and seven seas. I don't remember. Okay, seven continents. Right. What's the new edition? The new edition is Africa. We have have listeners in Libya. The fuck out of here. Can you believe it of all places? Libya. Because they ain't got anything better to do in Libya. I guess they have some free time over there. Talking about fucking five. What? I said, I guess they have some free time over there. Jesus, God. You know, uh, good luck to you, Libya. Good luck to you, Libya. Right? Oh, and one thing to our listeners, and to especially our new listeners, that is, just so it's clear. Both of you. Grumpy old gay men and their dogs is not a dating website. Oh. Oh. Yes, we've been, I've been, we've been getting messages Why would from, you say that? Because we've been getting messages from... Older gay men, I guess, looking for other older gay men. And I guess with that title of Grumpy Old Gay Men, we qualified. Okay, so hold on. Yes. Grumpy old. Right. That's so, that's appealing. Right. I don't know about that part. Uh, uh, it must be, because then you get gay men, which is, you know... Uh, There's obviously an attractive demo- a, a demographic attracted to that And title. their dogs. And their dogs. Get away from my fucking dog. <laughs> 
you put that away and get away from my dog. Because I know he ain't after me. Once he sees a picture of me, it's like every dating site, every, you know, Craigslist, every internet kind of send a picture. Bam. I never used dating websites. But, well, you've been married for 20 years. Well, no, married for 10, but together for 20. And the rest of us need dating websites. <laughs> so what I'm telling you is that I post a picture no, of myself. No, gay bars again. Uh, well, they're all, oh, sick of the gay bars. I know, right? Please, I'm going to get started. Oh, sad. I love it. Oh, the gay bars. It's very sad. It's sad. But it's kind of happy in a way because they don't need them. Well, I guess not. I mean, they were, they started out of an era of oppression there was nowhere else for gays to congregate. So exactly. That's, but, and now they can now, go anywhere they want. Yeah. Now, no, you know, nobody bats an eye. But well, I also think we're losing something with that, too. But I'm going to get into that later with a, when we talk about something else later in the show. I'll get further You're into so that. You're so mysterious. Ooh, I so, know. So, so. I'm going to keep you on the Hold edge your of your breath. seat. Yeah, all right. <laughs> See, I ain't been on the edge of anything. Go ahead. We now move on to our first segment, Heavy Petty Petting. Pause. Oh, <laughs> Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting, not Petting Pause. Peppy Pause. Peppy Paws. Peppy Paws. Where did you get Peppy Paws from? Um, the front. <laughs> that, the, the front? Yeah, yeah, the front of the front of the list. Peppy Paws was in front. I said it. There were a couple of names behind it waiting in line. I chose Peppy Paws. I think we'll stick with Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting is fine. Like I said, this is your gig. Whatever you want to call <laughs> shit is up to you. Anyway. I still think we should add music in between segments. Go ahead. Today's topic of discussion is... Playing with your dog. Playing with your dog. Yes. How often do you play with your dog, Thomas? Oh, God. Well, tell us. It's, well, every day. Every day. Absolutely every day. How long do you play with your dog? Uh, I don't measure the time as though it has to fit into some anal retentive schedule. If you were to make a guesstimate of how much time do you think over the day you spend on playing with your dog? I sleep late so the dog sleep late. Okay. Okay. He's a very adaptable animal. He has a lot of energy he needs to expel. I take him on long walks. Right. Okay. So he has this energy he needs to expel. Okay. There, um, nobody dogs with him. My sister doesn't. My sister loves him. My sister is very good to him. My sister is very attentive to him. She does not dog with him. She does not get down. He's not allowed to lick her face. Okay. He doesn't. Okay. So, like, I will wake up at night with my hand in the dog's mouth. And I've been wrestling. Like, I was doing with Abigail earlier, yeah. just wrestling with her face. Right. And he, and with the teeth, I, 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 and the paws and trying to get at me. And I will wake up doing that. Okay. Okay. I have slept while it's happening. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the dog insists upon being played with, insists upon attention being paid um, most waking hours. But like I began, I sleep late, so he sleeps late. He's, you know, like normal there on my schedule. The problem is I come home 10, 11 o'clock at night. The dog is like, okay, time is now. Yeah. And he's ready to go. And, uh, but he's very good. He's very easy. He fetches. He likes to fetch. Okay. Which is easy enough. If you have a dog that fetches, you throw the shit, they bring no it back. Kidding, they do right? all the work. Yeah, it's just easy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I play with him uh, all the time. My attention is Louie. I have nothing else. Nothing wrong with that? No, give me that thing. Good with Ab- Abigail, um, she loves to play, but there. There are times she's not in the mood. If she's like sitting down in her bed or whatever, I'll come over sometimes and toy. And she's like, I don't care what you got in front of me. I don't feel like playing right now. Really? How but old is she? She's now, she's going to be about close to eight years old now. Eight. Yeah. Uh, that's about close right. Close to eight years old. She's getting old and cranky. But 
like you said, I'll be working here at my desk, and before we know, it, she's coming in here with her toy in her mouth. Yeah, right. Means okay, I'm ready to play yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to get down the ground and then play with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's actually particular about her play times. Okay, she really is, and she likes to play rough. And oh she never God. hears no. What's that? She never hears no. No, I know. When I was playing, got your face with her. Right. Um, she, I, you know, the whole thing with her chewing, biting in the air. Yeah, and, and she loves that's not chewing there. on fingers. Sometimes when I yell out, she actually stops right you know away I, and she I gets like an, really concerned. And, I have an opinion about this. I, it's, I call it a soft mouth. Okay. I'm sure a lot of people call it a soft mouth. When the dog puts your hands, your fingers, your feet, your, in their mouth. Right. And doesn't chop. No. Doesn't bite. Doesn't, Does they know that they're it's playing? the only opposable thumb situation they have. It's the only way they can grab onto something. Yep. Is through their teeth. And they're expert. And from really young. They're really good at, at, at doing that. At handicapping uh, that jaw. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see them picking up picking up puppies or kittens or ducks, right? Uh, and and bringing them one by one away from a fire or away across the street or dog videos. I I fall into those rabbit holes about dog videos. <laughs> I do. I think we all do. Yeah, but they're amazing, and they know how to use their mouths. Yes, and they do. And um and some people freak out with the dog putting his teeth on you at any time and in any that, fashion. That's part of the dog. I mean. People hope people realize when a dog starts like sneezing like that, they're doing that like they're signaling to you that we're playing. Yeah, I'm you don't have to say you're tight when a dog sneezes. No, no, they're signaling to you we're only playing. Yeah, this That's is cool, right? We're chill now. So and I, she likes gnawing on my fingers, and she knows yeah. sometimes if she chews, she's not going to hurt you. As soon as, she, as soon as I say "ouch," she'll stop. And now, which is not to say that I have not fucked with Louie and 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 surprised him. From the back, touching a single hair on oh. his tail, that he don't turn around and become the vicious jungle. She beast. does the same thing. She does yeah. the same thing. She, touch- he will let me know when I have gone too far. And, and oh, well, all dogs do. I believe you. Yes, but I believe you have to respect that. Yes, you have to. That's the dog saying, "Okay, you've reached your limit." And when there's a time when I have to, he doesn't like me coming up from him. From I hate the way this is going to sound on a podcast called Two Gay Men. Little gay men in there, but I, when I come up from behind him and surprise him by touching the hair on his on his tail, so, and he jumps around and becomes all vicious and horrible, there may come a time when veterinarian Doctor Louie has to get back there and look at that area. Right. Yeah. So he has to. The dog has to trust me to let him be invaded by Doctor Louie's thick sausage-like Italian hands. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Abigail and Fetch. She doesn't know how to play fetch. She knows how to play keep away. Okay. Because you throw the toy, and she'll go after it, and then she wants you to go chase it. You to go chasing after her. She does not want to bring it back to you. You need it. to want it. You have to go after it and fight her for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, That's what she likes. She likes okay. to struggle for it. Right. She really does. The battle. Now, does Louie have any particular or favorite toy that he always plays with? Oh. See, this is... When we when we got Louie, he had this stuffed toy that was probably some sort of jungle cat, okay? But it looked like, and we called it a monkey. Okay. It was the only object to this day that Louie ever humped. Okay. So we called it Hump the Monkey. Well, <laughs> Louie grows up. He got Louie four months. By the time Louie's... I'm, I'm trying to hold on to a piece of this fucking thing. Because I'm thinking, 
because this is the Stephen King thing. I'm thinking that someday I'm going to go to a vet and put this dog down. Right. And I would love to put a piece of Hump the Monkey with him. Yeah. At that moment. <laughs> okay. I'm nothing if not pragmatic. Anyway. Totally. So, so he loved Hump the Monkey. He has not. He does not hump things. I have a little piece of Hump the Monkey on the top of a bookshelf. He knows it's there. Okay. He knows where it is. If I said Hump the Monkey to him, he would go to it. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Uh, he has a couple of balls. I buy the stuffingless. Okay. Skins of stuffed animals with yes. beepers in them. Yep. Those squeaky toys. Okay. I cut the squeaky toys out. Because he, he likes hard plastic. Okay. So I cut the squeaky toys out, throw them away, and give him the basically the carcass of a small stuffed toy. I get them by the five-pack from Amazon every two or three weeks. Okay. <laughs> That's like with, with Abigail. Like, you know, um, you know those, all those, those supposed tough toys for dogs? And Bullshit. Advertising garbage. Uh, Abigail's only, what, 15, 16 pounds, and she tears them apart like she's a mastiff, no, you know? You, you can't. She's unbelievable. There's nothing you can do. No, there isn't. She tears them all apart, no matter what they are. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we get these stuffed toys that are basically, they're little little—they're like little mini slippers. And right. she loves playing with those. Okay. And she so, keeps them alive? Well, sometimes they like last two days. Sometimes they okay. can last two to three weeks before she actually bites a hole through it that lets all the stuffing out of it. Okay, now I will tell you this. And we buy those at like five or six of a clip because you we bu- never know how fast she's going to go through. They had stuffing in them? Yeah. yeah, and they're cheap as hell too. Yeah, oh, they're a couple cheap. of dollars each. Yeah, eat the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the stuffingless ones. It makes my sister crazy to see the stuffing all over the place. Okay, yeah. So we get the stuffingless ones, and they last just as long. And every now and again, he becomes attached to. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: not every now and again. Once he became attached to another stuffed toy. I had bought Pickering, a stuffingless. Old English Sheepdog Christmas toy that I could never give to, never bring myself to give to him because it would look too much like cannibalism. <laughs> so I never gave the dog the toy, but I did give the dog the toy to Louie. Louie tore the sheet apart, but he kept it alive. For He'll go through, he can go through fucking a prison wall, <laughs> you know, and, and during Friends. Uh, but he kept this thing alive, and he kept it alive for a long time. And it, it, it became, we named it Boo. Where's Boo? Go get your Boo. Give me Boo. Go get Boo. Where's Boo? Give me Boo. So, and he would go get Boo. He knew what Boo was yeah. above all the other toys. But yeah, it was, uh, he'll pick a toy that he chooses. Right. And that is his, that is his main, his main squeeze is Boo. Well, that's what there's this one toy, which my friend Diana sent up for Abigail at Christmas time. She sent a whole bunch of stuff for Abigail. One of them was this little plastic toy. It's a soft plastic. It's in the shape of a bone, but it's got a dog's head on the end of it and a dog's tail on the other end of it. It's maybe like a couple of inches long. Okay, yeah. And Abigail would treat it like it was a pup. That's crazy, right? She was so gentle with it and would carry it and keep it in her bed. And God forbid you tried to take it away from her. What happened to it eventually? Eventually, she I mean you. We would play with her, and she got used to use to using it as a play toy. So eventually, it became a play toy. But she still has a special affection for that particular for that toy. toy. Do you still have that toy? We still have it. It's kind of getting like that. Yeah, it's time to replace it. So we found a replacement for it online. Right, right. Finally, take it away and make sure that that toy is with her when she dies. Yes, exactly. And that concludes our segment on heavy petting. 
We now move on to your favorite segment, Thomas. Today's birthdays. Oh. How many? Uh, there were only... Only five? Three today. Only three? Three. Okay. That's Two good. of them are dead. Of course. Of, Two of them are dead. I understand the odds, Patrick. I I would just want to know how many I have to sit through. Well, there is only three. It, the, the there are only three. There are only the three. last one will be quick, because you know, you know everything about them already. So Okay. Because uh, okay. they're still alive and kicking. But let me go on to the dead ones. The dead ones. The first one I'll mention, of course, he's not really historically significant, but it'd be wrong not to acknowledge him. He is the 21st president of the United States, born October 5th, 1829, died November 18th, uh, 1886. He ran as vice president with President James Garfield in the 1880 election. Garfield was shot. Garfield was shot and assassinated by Charles Guiteau, as dramatized on the Sondheim Musical Assassins. Hashtag things I learn on musical theater. Right? <laughs> So anyway, upon his death, upon Garfield's death, this man became the President of the United States. Uh, born in Vermont, he was, uh, was brought up in New York. He was appointed to um, a position of the port of the collector for the port of the city of New York oh, by, God, I by U.S. Grant, uh, which was a real politically patronage, a really it's good not, politically patronage position. It's you not know? Teddy, is it? No, not, no, it's not Theodore Roosevelt. This is one of the lesser known ones. He's really considered one of the least popular what ones. What number? 21st. The 21st president. President from of the 1881 United to 1885. 1881 to. So, Civil War. Uh, Post Civil War. Post Civil War. 1881. Yep. Sorry. And I'll give you a hint. He has three names that he's usually known by. All serial killers do. <laughs> like Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> So you have a president this time with okay. three names. Uh, That's to make it a little bit easier. Something Tyler Harrison. Uh, uh, go ahead, keep going. Give me information. Go ahead. Um, he was noted for three being. Names. He was noted for his reputation of being incorruptible in an era of graft and scandal in uh, late nineteenth century federal government. What state was he elected from? Um, he was the Democratic leader of... Well, no, he, he when he ran as vice president, they picked him because he was from an east an eastern state, as opposed to Garfield, who came from uh, one of the western states. All right, hold on. So he, he was Garfield's vice president. Yes, and so, Garfield gets shot. Okay, I'm in but, but nobody votes for the vice president. Correct. So the people voted for Garfield. R correct. And they end up with this guy from... New York? New York. Ostensibly from New York. Okay, keep going. Um, he, his most significant thing he did was signing the Civil Service Reform Act, which mandated that federal jobs would be rewarded on merit instead of political patronage. Could you stop for a second? Uh -huh. What were the years again? He was president from 1881 to 1885. Okay. I will tell you right now. I have no fucking idea. Chester Allen Arthur. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah. And he ch he was suffering from poor health at the time when he became president, and he really made little effort to secure the nomination for the 1884 election, so he ended up not running, only, ran, only, so only president only, for one term. He only fulfilled, but he did, he only fulfilled the term of, of, of McKinley? Of, of Garfield. Garfield. Of Garfield. So Garfield was shot when? Right away, it must have been. That was in September 1881 he was shot. So it was it he was, was president maybe for about because I think back then he took months. office he took office in March March I think. 
Um, so six months. Yeah, five to six months. He got shot in the eye. So Chester Arthur now, Chester Allen Arthur come in, and now he got to serve three and a half years. Yep. And he don't like it, so he don't run again. Well, I guess because of his poor health, and he was kind of isolated from the rest of the party and stuff for various reasons. Uh, we ain't got that kind of time. It's a birthday so, segment. It's, so he chose not to really work at running again, and he left it for one term. And he actually died two years later in 1886. Ah, so fuck him. And who, who replaced him? Who was uh, his... Uh, who became president after him? After him. Was it of his party? Off the top of my head, you think I would know, but I don't know. I can't believe you don't have that. As part of the notes. I know, right? I totally forgot about Has that. Has your so sphincter just... relaxed? <laughs> Have you let some things slide, uh, uh, perhaps? The answer is Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Somebody else I know nothing about. We're now going to move on to the next birthday. There's still more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's this? Benjamin Harris. This again. one's an even earlier birthday. You won't know who this person is. How do you know? Because I just came across their name randomly while I was looking up names of their birthdays. Yeah, tell me. Hit me. The name is uh, Chevalier Deon. They were born on October 5th, 1728. They? They. They were a French spy, diplomat, and soldier who spied for France while in England and Russia. They successfully infiltrated the Russian imperial court as a woman. Later in life, they claim that they were born a woman, but raised a male in order for their father to inherit property from his in-laws, which was conditioned upon him producing a male heir. They then later petitioned the French king... Stop. Yes. I'm confused. But yes. I'm going to go back to my initial confusion. I need you to go back to the thing about the father and the land. Yes. Can, start from there. Okay. The father, I guess, was uh, in line to inherit property. His father. Her father. Their, their father, father. Their father. Their father was in line to inherit, inherit property, property from his wife's parents, his in-laws. Okay. The kid's grandparents. And, yes. Their grandparents. Yes. But it was conditioned upon the father producing a male, male. heir. Being a bang of boom. So they claim they were actually born a woman. A woman. But was raised as a male in order to secure the inheritance. Got it. Oh, wait, hold on. Forcibly, not because they felt that they, that was who they were. It wasn't an actual, except like, 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 fees, uh, well, trans no, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that way. But it was like all, a gentle thing. But later on, I guess, uh, there were, uh, there were I, the history is kind of murky about what all happened and whether he was at times. Because he was in and out of favor with the French court and the French government. And at one point, he was like he was being allowed to live in France, but he could only live in France as a woman. So at one point, he actually lived in exile in England, starting in 1766. Okay. And there, he lived full-time as a woman. As a woman. Yes. And everyone assumed he was a woman. And today's his birthday. Yep. Her birthday. Well, well birthday. Uh, upon dying, they actually discovered that they had male organs, but, oh! but also had feminine body characteristics like full breasts. So this was an early transgender of the 18th century that you never hear about. We're going to need an episode about transgender because is it because this, what you're trying to imply, what you're telling me is that this is a uh, natural at birth evidenced thing. As opposed to something that somebody feels uh, emotionally from a young age and, and decides to do and become. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I'm not, I don't blame you a bit. <laughs> um, let's revisit it. Yes. Don't edit it. Because I might get help from a visitor. From a visitor? What do we call that? Listener. A I listener. might get... Yeah. So, Stephen, leave it in, you bitch. 
Okay. That's really about all there, there what, was. What is her fucking name? Chevalier Deon. Oh, you told me that. Yes. Okay. That was that was a okay. There is actually a long, full Christian name, but the person is known as Chevalier Deon. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the last birthday we come up to now is We're a living here. person. It's like Halloween. Born on October fifth, nineteen fifty-eight. Nineteen fifty-eight. So that's uh, ten years older than me. Yep. Uh, they're still alive. Still alive. Ten years older than me. Fuck they, you. He is America's favorite astrophysicist. Oh, is it Neil deGrasse Tyson? It's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love him. Today is his birthday. He was, didn't he masturbate in front of somebody or something? What was his no, name? No, 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 no. That was... Jeffrey Tubin. No, all right. Actually, Neil deGrasse Tyson was accused was of sexual misconduct. Sexual, yeah, there yeah, were like yeah. four of them. And two of them, he said, were, well... I was with those women, yes, but I think they're misinterpreting what happened. They were women. Two of them he denied. Nothing further ever came in as far as, far as he heard. They were all adults, yeah. He maintains his reputation? And he still maintains his reputation. He's still the director of the Hayden Planetarium is in he New married? York City. I believe he is married, yes. He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. He's, 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 I follow, like, I follow he's like America's scientist, I, you know? Yeah, I wish people would listen to him. Right, I, exactly. I, I follow him on all social media. Twitter and the, uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and he's very entertaining. He's got he really a is. shit ton of personality. He knows how to sell a joke. Yep. Uh, even if they are dad jokes. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, he's an astrophysicist. He knows how to deliver. He's funny. He's smart. He knows how to teach. He can talk to me so that I understand what he's saying. Yeah. And I don't feel like an idiot. Yes, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't talk down. He doesn't condescend. No, but he talks in terms. But I understand. Everyone can understand. I what understand he's saying, what he's saying. Right. I'm sure he could explain the theory of relativity and make people understand it. Yeah. No problem, you know? Yeah. And and if not, he's he adorable. makes he makes science accessible. He's adorable. He's he's fun. He's yeah. Friendly. He's right. Come have some lemonade. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Neil D G. Neil G T. And we now move on to Today in History. NDT. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Are you ready now for Today in History? I want to know if I pronounced his name right. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Love you, boo. Go ahead. We're now doing Today in History. Hashtag him, Stephen. Go ahead. Today in History. Oh, God. Hey, where's my tea? Go ahead. Today in History. Today in History in October 5th, 1927... The adaptation of this Bram Stoker novel opened wow. on Broadway. It's got to be one of the horrible Frankenstein's. Uh, nope, not Frankenstein. Bram Stoker didn't write Frankenstein. Vampires. It had to be. It had to be Dracula. Dracula was. Did I say Frankenstein? You said Frankenstein. I meant the guy in the black cape. No, the Frankenstein was uh, Mary Blythe Shelley, or Melly Shelley Wollensgrove. Wilson Shelley. Whatever. But right. uh, Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, and on this Broadway production. It was uh, led by a certain Hungarian actor who later played the uh, role in the 1931 film Dracula. Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. Why is it a quiz show? Why not? Okay. <laughs> and October 5th, 1970, 19, this, yeah, this not-for-profit organization began operations as a provider of educational television programs. PBS. PBS is correct. It has provided such programs as American Experience, America's Test Kitchen, The Muppets, 
Antiques Roadshow. The Muppets. Author. Barney and Friends. The Muppets! Clifford the Big Red Dog. Downton Abbey. Frontline. You're sending us for a big... The Magic School Bus. Steady Blast Lightning Masterpiece Theater. Masturbate Theater. Ma Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mr. I love you, Mr. Rogers. Nature. We need you. Nature. Nova. Nova? We used to watch Nova. The PBS the News Hour. Shit. Reading Rainbow. How many more are you going to go through? There's Teletubbies. Like, there's like 400. I this old wait, house. Wait, wait. And finally, the fucking Muppets. Sesame Street. Sesame. That's what I meant. No, you were meant. wrong. No. You were wrong. I was wrong. wrong. Everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> it was the fucking Muppets. Anyway, it is the most prominent <laughs> provider of educational TV yes. in the United States. And it's Who the guy? of more than 350 member TV stations. Okay, so so there was a guy, there was a, there was a government committee hearing. And there was the guy, for, was it Mr. Rogers? And the really yes. scary Republican bald-headed guy. And, and validate yourself to me. They were looking to make cuts to uh, public television uh, programming at that time. And did he appear as part of some cut. sort of governmental and he, committee? Yeah, he basically appeared before this committee. And this big and made this scary whole guy. And basically... Convince this elected yeah. official now yeah, yeah, yeah. to support to vote to not, to not support. He these said cuts. that, and the guy said, "I'm going to." So, yeah, it was crazy. Right? It, it was, was crazy. an amazing, an yeah. amazing moment. That yeah. really was yeah, yeah, yeah. watching that. I was too young to actually, you know, be alive at the same time, but I remember hearing about it. Yep, uh, I was a little, maybe you weren't that much older than me or younger I than me. I am not older than you. Right? You're younger than me. You only look older than me. Continue, please. <laughs> Today is also World Teachers Day. But it is not a celebration of teachers. I'm sorry, you may have to edit this, but this is a, between you and Mike for real, like as human. Are we still doing today in history? Or yes, we are. are. We up We're to now on. I'm sorry. Today is known as today. Are we are on what day is it? I'm sorry, I should have made that clear. We're on the seg the sub segment called what day is it? What day is it? Yes. Well, okay, and, go ahead. And today is World Teachers Day. No, okay, so 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 you fucked up here. Yeah. I'm just saying. Go back. Mark this. Mark. Go back and see this. Uh, you you had another name for this. It was what day is it? Okay, go ahead. Maybe I'm wrong. It don't matter. You so know. today is World Teachers Day. Teachers, I love teachers. But it's not just a celebration of teachers. It's just trying to focus awareness on improving the caliber of teachers, uh, improving the conditions in which they work, and improving our educational systems overall. Uh, yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody oh, alive and aware who disagrees with any of that. Nope. We're just not doing anything about it. Well, that, that's the that's that, the problem, and that's why I think everybody would everybody would agree that teachers are, are given the short shaft. Yes, they are. They definitely are. They are. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous to think about how they struggle. It's ridiculous to think about how a family of a third grader will go out to the local pizza joint, pancake place and see their child's teacher as a waitress that uh about how it's inexcusable that teachers pay for supplies in the classroom yes inexcusable i agree, I agree. any supply any pencil any eraser any chalk of dust any cleaning solution any glove any 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 anything uh, that that teacher pays out of pocket is an absolute disgrace. Um, yeah, it's 
Uh, it riles me. I know. <laughs> it makes me upset. I, it should. It's, it should make everyone a, it's upset. It's a fucked up situation. It should make everyone upset. Uh, and you blame them for everything. You thank them for nothing. And then, uh, oh. Like I said, and then you see what's going on at the school board meetings across the country. And it's like, you didn't care about your child's education at all until you watched some stupid segment on Fox News which told you to get all riled up. So now you're down at your school board meeting protesting about bullshit. <clears throat> it's like, Please. Unmask my child. Everybody's got to do what they got to do for oh, themselves. I know. Uh, so, yeah, no. Uh, you got to do better by your teachers, people. You got to do better by your fucking teachers. Yes, you do. Um, and and uh, we'll get to it. Sometime I hope live in that camp. Uh, nurses, too. Yes, I'm sure we'll, we'll definitely get to that. Yeah, it's a disgrace. But it's lastly, disgrace. today is also National Apple Betty Day. I don't know what an Apple Betty is, but she sounds fun. Also known as Apple Brown Betty. That sounds dirty. I like that. It's a... Oh, it's a dessert. It's a dessert. It's made by baking sliced apple with sweetened crumbs, which are usually made with spices like cinnamon and you add sugar and flour and butter. Yeah, it's called Apple Betty or Apple Brown Betty. That's fun. Not to be confused with Apple Cobbler or Apple Crisp. Okay. So... Would you like to know what the differences are? Um, do I have a choice? <laughs> no. All right, so then, yeah, I'd love to know. See, Apple Betty is topped with a crumble and stuff. Okay, so wait. So, so okay, so now you got the apples in you. How do you treat the apples before you put the crumbs on? Uh, they're baked. Baked. It's baked with, I think it's baked with the crumble. With the crumble. I'm not sure if it's baked with the crumble or the crumble's in and after. It becomes important later on. Yeah. But the difference is apple cobbler is okay. not made with crumble. It's made with a... A cake-like batter with baking soda that helps it to rise. Oh. And an apple crisp is similar to a brown Betty, an apple Betty. Okay. But it's made with oats to give it a coarser texture. Oh, go fuck yourself. It's an apple brown Betty. No, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's a truly American... What's it called with oats? Uh, apple crisp. An apple crisp. Yes. Do the oats provide the crisp? I would assume they, so. They yes, must, that's right? the, that's why, the why not call texture. it apple brown, of course. Right? So that's why. Anyway, this is a truly American dish. It dates from colonial times. The first recipe appeared for it in print in 1877. And guess what, President and First Lady, it was their favorite dessert? I would have to say George and Martha. No, it was a president who was alive while you've been while oh, alive. Oh, I would have to be, well, I don't know. Who's all about apple pie? Oh, uh, Reagan. Reagan. Ronald and Nancy was their favorite. One of their favorite desserts. Of course it would be. Of course it would be. Moving on. Moving on. Lastly. Shoe music. Being that we just entered October, October is also known as LGBT History Month. Oh. Which raises the question. Did you a letter and a, and, a, and, a, and a geometrical symbol in that description, please, before you insult everybody <laughs> in the world? Say it again. It's LGBT History Month. Q A Q A plus. I don't know anymore. I would just prefer to call it Queer History Month. Go ahead. I don't like it, but go ahead. But uh, this raises a question: Do we think this younger generation is forgetting its history? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is, <laughs> and it's not going to recognize that it's doing it or what that history is until something hits you in the head. You don't, you can't expect them to. No, I guess not. They, you know, they're, 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 but the their complacency world, is dangerous. Their world has always, complacency is dangerous no matter who you assign it to. I know. What, uh, what I'm saying is that these kids, and I love them. Of course. I love every single one of them. Um, 
We worked with uh, them. You never go on I, lo- I love them. I love them. I love the straight ones. Um, but the gay kids today, ha- they have it so easy to fuck it off of my lawn. Uh, and they, the fact that they don't know it, that they don't appreciate that, is what we and the people before we hoped for was to make it so that it wasn't such a thing. So that the, who was the generation who was first going to say when their friend, they didn't have to come out. It wasn't a thing that they had to do. Who was going to be that first generation? Who, when was it going to be? And the people before us thought that I was going to maybe be us and be from the 80s thought it was fucking great. Right. I could say I'm gay in the 80s out loud. I couldn't say that in the 60s. And so now... 2020, 50 years later, they're saying, oh, whatever they're doing, the gay kids, God bless them. I love it. I think it's, uh, I, I don't think that they're being complacent. I think that they're, they're justifying what the struggle has been thus farly. Okay. As opposed to Chris Farley, this is thus farly. Chris is much maligned, older brother. What was I going to say? Now I, I have no train. idea. You lead me into things, and I drink wine. You made me lose my total train of thought. I, that's because I was saying beautiful things. Of course you were. Go ahead. Let's look on your script. I know, but I had nothing else about. But there was something I was thinking about. Uh, we were talking about say. days in no, history. Just move on to the next topic. I pick know. it up. Pick it up. I'll pick move it up. on. We'll move on to our next segment, which is I like to watch. Oh. What have you watched this past week of any interest, Thomas? Okay, Monica Lewinsky. So, comes to my attention... Are we talking about the show American Crime Story, colon, impeachment? I, I don't like the word colon, but yes, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Okay, the girl playing Monica Lewinsky... Yes. ...is going to be Fanny Bryce. Okay. I'm asking. I don't know. Oh, I have to go look this up now? I'm indicating with my eyebrows oh, and my right me. index finger. Excuse me, I didn't the know. The computer. Ah, uh, now you tell which me. Which most people would probably be on right away. Uh, Not me. Uh, the, but the typing Oh, you're talking to the wrong person. So, Beanie Feldstein? I've heard uh, the name, yes. Beanie Feldstein. Beanie yes. Feldstein. Can we talk about her for a second? Uh, sure, we can talk about her. This yeah, is, she's going to Sodaris Fanny Bryce and the... 2022 Broadway revival of Funny Girl. Okay, hold on. Is she playing Monica Lewinsky? Um, she is playing Monica Lewinsky. As Monica Lewinsky. Right. All right. Well, I... That's going to be Fanny Bryce. Yes. Yes, it would seem so. Okay. <laughs> Anything else of interest on TV that you watched this week? Um, uh... Sorry, I sound. Uh, I'm, RuPaul's Drag Race is um, okay. So I'm waiting for the third, the third episode of the second, the third season, the third episode of the third season of UK. Okay, United Kingdom. Uh huh. They are vicious, vicious. They, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Canada. A season three, season two of Canada is starting soon. They're very sweet, very nice. Yeah, they're very polite to each other. Beautiful. So I'm waiting for that. Uh, yeah. Thus is my life. That's it. Okay. I didn't you? watch a lot of TV this week because I Why? had rehearsals almost all week. But there were two things I did catch. Um, the segment on Tony Bennett on 60 Minutes. Did you happen to see that? I did not. 
Wow. Okay. What I had forgotten was that Tony Bennett is suffering from Alzheimer's. Oh. And he actually had a concert in August of this year. I guess it was August of this year with Lady Gaga. They released an. They also just released an album, album together, together yeah. again. Uh, but I think it was material that was recorded Have a couple they years ago. Have one together? What? Yeah. They, this is the second album together now. Right? Together. Okay. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that. And what was really amazing was they saying as long as he is able to and wants to sing. Let him sing. That's the thing that's stimulating his, his mind still. What monster would not let Tony Bennett sing? Well, because they don't want him to embarrass himself. So I got a message. Alzheimer's. I got a message from you today. Right. And Tony Bennett was like of that genre, of that, uh, to me. Um, I did not know he was thusly sick. Yeah. That's horrible. Uh, I totally believe that if you play the piano around Tony Bennett, he will die singing. Well, that's what they showed, is that as soon as they were, like, in rehearsals, he's right on, on top right of music. On. Even, before, even before the concert, like, he wasn't, I guess he wasn't totally sure why he was there, and once he was in front of that crowd, why take that away back. from him? And the, the, one of the best moments, which you find out... Why like, take from, that away from us? Exactly. selfish. Well, it's, well, because, like I said, you know, they want to leave, have the man leave with some dignity and not have to embarrass himself because he's suffering from Alzheimer's. And <laughs> that that didn't happen at all in this, you know? Uh, no. Didn't happen at all. They were such safeguards all around him. But the, one of the best moments is when Lady Gaga came out on stage. Okay. And oh, he said, hey, Lady Gaga. And afterwards, she says, that was the first time that he recognized me and called me by my name in, like, months. Okay. That every time they had been together, he didn't know her. In front but of... Right there on stage. On stage in yeah. front of an audience. If you get to see it, there's a clip of it on YouTube, the whole segment. It's worth watching. Yeah. I definitely yeah, yeah, recommend yeah. it. Yeah, Tony Bennett. Yeah. Uh... The only other thing I really watch with significance, and it's a show which doesn't really need promotion, it keeps winning Emmys and all the time, is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. I love yeah. that show. And, and what I love about it is it's funny as hell, and it scares the shit out of me at Where the same time. Where is he coming from? Who, John Oliver? Yeah. What like, do you mean? What's his perspective? How is he looking at what he's commenting on? Okay. Tell me. I don't know. You know, he's... He's a commentator. He's presenting... Who is he? John Oliver? Yeah. He's a comedian. From He's a British comedian. From England. Yeah. He got his start here on The Daily Show. With American citizenship, yes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. American citizenship. Uh, presenting himself as a newsreader. Well, he knows... Would call, uh, I wouldn't say he's a newsreader, but he's a, he's a, he's a comedian slash pundit, you might say. And the know? host of his John... He's the way... John Stewart and yeah, Stephen Goldberg. But instead, he covers like one particular issue each night, you know? Is he long form? Yeah. Like 20 and it's, minutes, it's like a 20 minute 20 segment, minutes on a topic. Which you don't see on regular anywhere, news anymore, for anywhere. God's sake. It doesn't exist. The only place you see it is on 60 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. And John Oliver's doing. When did he move here? How? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm wondering how entrenched. Certainly, it sounds like he's pretty deeply entrenched in British culture. Well, he's been over here for at least 20 to 30 years, I would expect. It's 2022, and he was on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, so... Yeah, I don't know how long he's been a citizen. And you, as you well know, your American citizenship is the only thing we need to know about you, and then we'll discuss the rest. So okay. when you can find out when he became a citizen, I would like to know. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll try to find out something. Okay, if only there was a machine in it. So you want me to find out? Right? I really don't. No, I really don't. Fucking hell. <laughs> I really don't. Because this is so germane it to the make, conversation. It, it nothing. You're in charge of it. You're driving. 
Oh my god, yes, just satisfied. Just, it's, so he, I don't hear any complaints later. He's so smart. Let's see and he's fine. Al- he's Let's always see right. Fine. When did he become an American citizen? And I'm wondering if it's because uh, he can look at it uh, without uh, the emotion uh, of being uh, of uh, it. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? You're not listening to me because. No, I'm trying to find out when he became a citizen. Uh, Okay, so you sound like the bus is late, and I don't know why. And I can't find it on here. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay, is that one, okay? One of our is that okay? One of our two hundred and five people who downloaded may take pity and share the information with us on one of the many platforms on which this podcast is. Well, I was going to say featured, but that's probably a little much. Yeah. Available. Yes. Next, have you seen the trailer for the Netflix movie Tick, Tick, Boom? I have not. Which is the adaptation of Jonathan Larson's uh, musical. It's really good. Andrew Garfield is in it. Okay. Lin-Manuel Miranda is directing it. His directorial debut. Yeah. Is it his directorial? I don't think it's his directorial. No, it absolutely is. And it's very emotional because of what what Jonathan Larson meant to him as he was learning. Uh, yeah, it's a very beautiful thing. I have not seen any of It looks the... good. It looks promising. It does look promising. I said Andrew Garfield's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Andrew Garfield is... He's he's an excellent actor, he's you know? Wonderful. And, and uh, he, he could be Jonathan Larson at third. Yeah, definitely. We now move on to our next segment. We keep moving on. Yes, we do. We keep moving on. This segment is Celebrity Saying Stupid Things. Okay. All right, I'm ready. This one's winner is Bill Maher. Said something stupid? Yes, he did. Oh, no. This was on this past Friday's episode of Real Time with Bill Maher. Which I haven't watched since we used to do Fridays. Okay. Well, he had on, he had two, it was during his panel discussion, and he had on okay. writer Matt Taibbi. Okay, who um, I don't know. Okay, I, I, was, I was familiar with him. And also this woman named Catherine Mangu Ward. Who is the editor of Reason Magazine, which Reason. is a it has libertarian perspective. Okay, but they call it, they call it Reason Magazine. I'm not opposed to libertarian necessarily. Uh, I got my issues, but yeah, of course I do too. But but it's it's a place to begin. Yeah, I I I, I want to get started. Uh, Let me stick to this one. It, anyway, it's being nice to the other sister, but you got to give it a chance. Go ahead. Anyway, they were discussing what Bill called the politicization of medicine during the pandemic. And this is what he goes on to say, talking to Ms. Mangu Ward. He goes, one of the problems is, as you have written so eloquently about, is that we have politicized medications now. I mean, ivermectin. It's a drug. It's not a politician. It should not have any reputation, except does it work or not? On the left, it was like, oh, no, you can't even mention it. The comedians on the left would only talk about the fact that it was used to deworm horses, leaving out that it has been prescribed millions of times for humans. Now, there was a study done. A large patient study in Brazil said that ivermectin had no effect whatsoever. But do you know what? There's always multiple studies. I don't know. Doctors are also wrong about a lot of shit. As a doctor I read, a serious doctor said, nothing in medicine is fixed or precise. That's the case I've been trying to prosecute on this show. Take a breath. Give me a second. Okay, it's a long quote. So yes, lot, it there's is. There's a lot to unpack in that. He didn't say that all at once, but nah, it was all during the, during the conversation. That, that was that was what he sold. Right. 
Now, this is totally disregarding the fact that what was going on at the time is that people were, number one, using ivermectin doses that were prescribed for horses okay, and but, cattle. Okay, but wait, hold on. So they weren't using doses that were prescribed for, for humans. humans. And what would what would so, and, and at those levels, there's a toxicity which can cause death. That's okay, that's Darwin. <laughs> that's okay, sweetie. Now, when he talks about ivermectin has been prescribed for other humans, yes, it has been. It's been prescribed... As treatment for... Parasites. Okay. Parasites. Okay. Parasites are very, very different from viruses. Is it possible that... Yes. In the, in the frenzy of the emotion of the virus, we think that the virus might also be the same thing as a... Or a... Or uh, it could be a flu. It could be a. It could. Uh, it could be a parasite. It could be a. No, it's not. It's a virus. Okay. Okay. But you're, you're talking about the the uproar of emotion over this thing. It's the stupidity when you've had the CDC and any doctor will tell you that ivermectin is only prescribed for parasitic infections. It has not been proven in any studies to have any effect in combating COVID okay. or protecting you from the COVID virus. Oh, but it None does whatsoever. protect against parasites. It does protect against parasites. Is but COVID parasites, a parasite? No, COVID is caused by a virus. What's a parasite? Parasites are creatures that live on you. Head lice. And could you have friends. COVID without something to live on? Doesn't COVID live on me? Doesn't COVID become a parasite once it lives on me? Okay, now don't look at me like you want to knife me across the throat, because I understand. I'm trying to give benefit of the doubt it makes good radio. I know, I listen to Howard Stern. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you kick up a lot of things, and there's a lot of things I want to address. Uh, um, but this is like... We know all this about ivermectin. And here he goes on his show with millions of viewers saying, you know, that ivermectin, I don't know, you know, well, first we can't talk about it. You know, maybe it actually can do something with COVID. This That's is, the message that he's sending out to people. All right, so, uh, so, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, yes, we know the science of medicine is constantly evolving. It's not Bill, static, you know? Bill Mars. He's not a doctor, and neither were any of his guests. And why? If you're to discuss that, have a fucking medical expert on your goddamn show to discuss it. Not two other fucking writers. So why Come on. Why I listen to him and why get so upset that you use the word fucking so often, Patrick? Because it, it angers me. It, I, the, spread of, the spread of stupidity and misinformation in this country just aggravates the shit out of me. Okay, so so what do you do about it? Damn if I know. <laughs> so, so the aggravation doesn't Damn do anything except feed it. I know, but it's just like, just stop. Pet just dog. fucking stop. It stop doesn't, talking about it shit doesn't you don't think way. you know about. How many You're not an expert on it. You're a fucking comedian on a TV show. Patrick, You're not a fucking medical expert. Patrick Elizabeth Finn. We saw today Mike Pence and what Mike Pence did today. I know, yeah. With okay. him just treating January 6th. Oh, it's just another day in January. Right. I know. Now, these people built a gallows from which to hang yep. Mike Pence. Yeah. Now... In admission, the gallows did look like something from a sixth grade production of that witch's play, the Arthur Miller witch's play. The Crucible. The Crucible. Okay? It probably was. It, was and probably it probably not was. It was, it was a probably couple, not a working. couple of two by fours. They followed the hangman design. Actually, no, it was a guillotine. They didn't bring it. it wasn't uh, No, it was, they, it was a gallows. Oh, I thought it was a guillotine. No, it was a gallows. Okay. 
Uh, they didn't have a blade they weren't carrying. But so the message was sent by bringing clear. that down there. So today, this happened with Michael Pence and the whole thing with him now kowtowing. And what the fuck is going on? Who are these people? Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the Senate guy, that Senate turtle, Mitch Romney. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. God. God. He's a hot... He's just... He's... You know what he is? Nah, 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 nah. He's the kid at the other end of the playground who's teasing you because That's you can't exactly do anything about That's the way exactly he's what he fucking is. While he's you. on the Russian money teat. You can't do anything about it because either his mother is the president of the PTA or the te- he's the teacher's pet. Or for whatever reason, I know. you can't fuck with Mitch McConnell. So he's nah, 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 at the end of the playground. Yep. Fuck you. Go for- You're a horrible, horrible person. And there's a- How old is he? Two, three hundred years old? No. That's what it seems like. You should know better. That's what it seems like. He's right? horrible. He's yes, a he horrible, is horrible person. Anyway, um, we now move on to our next segment. The Grumpy Old Game Men Gripe of the Week. Fuck you. <laughs> what is the problem? You know what the problem is. No, I don't. What is? Do you have a gripe of the week? I have a gripe of the half hour. The half hour what? I have a gripe all the time. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what is your current gripe then? Right now, it's to you. I am not doing gripe of the week. Why not? Before you. Oh, you're not going to go before me? I am not. Oh, this is going to go into my continuation of my discussion about Bill Maher. Because this is about, my gripe is with these fucking comedians, and they're claiming they're victims of cancel culture. And I'm really sick of their bullshit, like they're the champions of free speech, and no, you're just champions of making a buck so you can say whatever the fuck you want. And I have no problem with that. But don't tell me you're a victim of cancel culture. Please. There's no one suffering from anything anything a comedian is saying. The only time you've seen that happen, what, Bill Maher lost his first show, Politically Incorrect, is he called Terrorist Brave. But he's had it ever since, and he's had his own show on HBO ever since. Look at Dave Chappelle. I don't listen to Dave Chappelle because well, he, cause he mocks trans people in his act. And he's been criticized by other people about that as well. But you know what? The same year he was doing that in his routine, he won a Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album. So he's not being punished. No one's being punished for cancel culture. So I'm just tired of these comedians acting like martyrs. And that's my gripe of the week. That's intense. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, um, cancel culture is, is a fucked up thing. It's one of those like new viruses invented by the machine, by the computer, or you know, after they take over, because it's it's just. Um, but my, you know, my feel. I mean, go back all the way to uh, Fatty Arbuckle. He was a great, successful comedic actor in silent movies. I thought you were calling me some kind of name. And he was. There was a scandal where a young girl died in his house from really horrific injuries to her. Vaginal area, um, and he was that, right? he was implicated in it. Can we beep vaginal? <laughs> no, we can't. But he was implicated. That's in what. That's what. And we have I believe he was put on trial, but he was found innocent of anything. But Vaginal it ruined his it ruined his career. Ruined after his that. career. And because he, you know the, the audience is like you know we don't find him funny anymore, not just something like this. And it's the same with popular taste too. There are things you can say what you want as a comedian. 
But if people don't find it funny, they're not going to come to your shows. Well, but that's you the know? thing. And that's, that's, a, the, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the power of the public marketplace, you but, know? But, but, but that's not what cancel culture is. Cancel culture is, you can make me laugh, but I don't agree with your politics, so I am not going to lend to you my support. I'm not going to come to your concerts. I'm going to speak out against you. Right. I'm gone. Okay. So um, there's a couple of really touchy subjects around this. Yes. Um, and, and it's complicated about how to. But the question is: Should people be free to speak out against what they deem offensive? Yes. And should people? And should the marketplace be allowed to react accordingly? Absolutely. That's I'm on this. We're on the same page. On okay. That. Now hold on. For a second, okay. I want to go back to our really, really first debate, you and me, on okay. our first episode that has never been aired. Okay. The first one we filmed. Yes. Okay. Uh, the the bakery, the florist who isn't going to Oh, go you're going to go back to that? Oh, okay, my God. So what I'm saying is this is the exact same example. Okay. No, it's different. We're talking about, we're talking about the application of law to people. Where is this? We're talking about the application of public pressure. Well, the, no, I think the point was let the market decide. Right. So should, should and that includes that's public pressure. I, that's exactly what it is. That's the only thing. Right. Is. Okay. So now you're looking at me smiling, and I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> we the, the specifics. I understand the topic we were talking about, and yes. I don't want to jump into it because you seem to be kind of wanting to, you know, wrap it up. So. No. Uh, I, I'm just saying, uh, um, I don't know what's going on. As far as what? How far I should go with what I'm currently thinking about. Go ahead and say what you think. You, but you have to remind me what we were talking about. Comedians claiming victims cancel of culture. cancel culture. Cancel culture. I mean, let's put it this way. Ultimately, I agree that like when they talk about these college campuses banning comedians because of various reasons... I think it's very stupid. I think it's a lot, but that's not all college campuses. It's some college campuses that are overreacting to to, to examples of freedom of expression. Okay, so let's you know? talk about college campuses because right. it's relatively easy to get your head around for me yes. right now. All right, so you got your public colleges, mm -hmm. and they're receiving money from anybody who's given it. Okay, uh, government wise, right? Local, state, county, fucking government, right. federal government. Okay, and you got your private colleges who's taking money from the people who's in the college, so they don't give a fuck. Right. Okay, they have their own agenda. Right. And that's their plan. Yeah. And, okay, so, so what are you talking about? What when are you, you talking about? You're the one bringing this up. No, 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 no. You brought up the, uh, about the colleges, about the colleges who are refusing they're now becoming, to book. Well, they're becoming bastions of political correctness and... Trying to restrict basically the freedom of expression. Do they appear? Uh, it's but it's not, like I said, it's not all colleges. That's, it, a, that's what the blanket criticism is. Oh, American colleges. No, it's not all of them. Well, the, the blanket criticism about American colleges is that it breeds people who think questions for themselves and become liberal. Well, uh, yeah, of course, right? I know. But that's, okay, all, because, that's, but all that's about, that's about you know, and, and I think there's an awareness of that on the other side where they admit that and they say, yeah, we don't like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and good for you. You can admit that. That's humiliating and horrible, but right. yeah, I'm glad you can admit it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. College campuses refusing to allow comedians to perform on the campus, it depends a lot on who they get their operational money from. Yep. Does it come from the public? If it comes from the public, I think you got to 
kind of left yeah, I don't know how the law of value. I don't know how I don't know how the law views a relationship between a public university that receives money from the government and whether then that public university is acting as a government entity in let's say prohibiting a comedian from appearing on campus. I, I think if Yale, I'm, uh, Yale is a private university. I believe so. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, any private university right. decides they don't want to have Whoopi Goldberg. Right. They don't have to hire Whoopi. No, they don't. Okay, and they don't want to have Whoopi Goldberg because they don't like her political opinions. They don't have to explain that. No, they, they don't, don't. Have, they to just don't have to hire Whoopi Goldberg. Exactly. Now, Buffalo State University, right? They cannot not hire Whoopi Goldberg because of her political opinions. Well, see, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. First of all, usually those decisions are made at a student level to begin with, because usually it's student program. Boards. Well, there's your issue. Because that's that's we're making those decisions. That's making the that's making the inmates running the asylum. That's the way it's always been. I, I you know what but the universities they allow the student associations to make those decisions. I as think to who, what entertainment they would bring to campus. I think the crime is is a public university, a university accepting funds in any way from any level from any public, banning any kind of speech, and I include in that. All of the horrific, I wa I was never, I never wanted Donald Trump to be banned from Twitter. Okay. Okay. I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know where he I don't, is. I don't want to know. I want. You know, it, it, it keeps me. I, I know. I I know where they are. I know what they're thinking. It gives me forward advance about what these people are thinking. Um, so public colleges banning comedians for un. Popular political opinions. Well, we're not saying banning them, but they're a not hiring idea. them. It's not a question of like saying, "Oh, you're banned from appearing on our campus." Just they're not being hired to appear at these schools uh, because of the students' perceived offended sensibilities, which is a whole other issue we can get into some other time. The current thing about being about the the whole this whole woke thing about everybody's right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we're gonna need another episode. That's a whole episode. We need to write that down. We now move on to our final segment. Can't possibly be. It's only been three hours. No, actually, it's only been a little over an hour. You're lying. I wouldn't lie to you, Thomas. One is that zero one one two one seven. Well that's a clock constantly ticking off the time there. That's amazing. Right? Clocks are amazing instruments. The first person who figured that out? Do we know who that person is? No, I don't think so. I think that's fucking shame. But today, five faves. The topic is your five favorite male singers. Surely you must have some. Here's the thing. I don't do male singers. Yes, you do. You just don't know it. A very very huge percentage in the 80 and 90 percent percentage of my music, my personal musical library, is female singers. Right. But I think of also of music that you've grown up with, too, okay. of male singers. I, I'm going to say Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett is on my list as well, actually. Yeah. yeah that whole, he he takes the place of Frank Sinatra. Oh, he he's a much, I think he's much better than Sinatra. Yeah, he's always a, he, in. Sorry for those Sinatra fans out there, but too bad. We yeah, love Tony Bennett. Yeah, Tony Bennett. He's, he, he, there's no one else like him. I, I vote that we use some of his music as bumpers in and out of segments. Oh, do you? And do you want to pay the royalties on that? No, of course I don't. Pay. You're hilarious. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. After who's next? After Tony Bennett. Then. Well, you got to give me. Well, yours. Tony Bennett is one of them. All right. He's so one all right, all right, so, so we're both tied on Tony Bennett. Now there. here, I don't like. I don't really have like 
favorite male singers. I there 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 got guy singers who I like a lot. I like Norm Lewis. I like uh Cheyenne Jackson. I like Christopher Jackson. Um those are the Broadway belting singing baritone leading men, but there's not one of them that I would lay it all out for like I would for Cher. That's a okay. Well you are there any do you have any singers in the Popular music genre. Hundreds. Or rock music. Then name some of those. Uh, Prince, Michael Jackson. Prince. All right, that's it. One at a time here, so we can go back and forth. Okay. okay. So Prince is one of them? Prince, print, but Prince. Okay. Yes. But okay. Prince to me more as a, as a musical in general thing, his guitar playing, his songwriting, his production, everything about what Prince did and what Prince controlled was amazing. Okay. Um, and I wonder how much credit that gets added to the quality I believe his voice deserves. I don't know about his voice so much, but he's a master musician. Oh, my God. He's a legend oh in the music God. industry. You know, oh, there's no one, there's no one my like God. Him. Yeah. You know, he's a master. Yeah. Like I said, his voice, I can give or take. And interesting, none of, the, none of the covers of Prince's songs sound anything like Prince. We know. Well, like the song he wrote for Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound anything, anything. like Prince. Yeah, no. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Prince, uh, but it goes beyond his voice. Okay. Yeah, I'll move on to my next one. My next one, unfortunately, he's dead. But he was one of my early favorites growing up. And that was Jim Morrison of the Doors. Yeah, I don't know enough about Jim Morrison, but I want to. Those leather pants that... Oh, what's yes, I mean? Yeah, the, uh, the, the man was... The man was... He was hot. He I was, was hot. Voluntarily in his prime, he was hot. And he wore those snakeskin pants. On his ass. Uh, yeah, he was, oh. he was a beautiful looking man. Oh. But then, after he got arrested for no, the indecent exposure... Well, he was also a bit of an alcoholic. What was his indecent exposure thing? He supposed he was arrested for supposedly exposing himself at a concert down in Florida. In front of who? In front of an audience. Thousands of people? Yeah. Yeah. And he was arrested for members of the band saying it didn't happen. He did not expose himself. He he threatened to, but he never did. Okay. He never actually and but they arrested him did. for it. Well, it was a criminal offense and everything. I, I don't know how it was resolved. I, know, I, I understand. You're, uh, you're but right. it kind of was like his downfall, because after that, he started getting, he got really? heavy, he grew the whole beard in. Jim Morrison exposing little Elvis in front of people was the, the beginning of his and downfall. Can you imagine? And 50 wonder, years, 40 years later, you have Jake Shears on the Sister Sisters, who has no problem performing naked in front of an audience. I, all his I, you know, it's I, like, I, I'm, we've I'm come a long way, baby. I'm wondering why his penis is not on a stamp. <laughs> but anyway, I love Jim Morrison. Jim the, Morrison. He's one of my favorite baritone singers. He's, uh, he's, how many baritones do you hear singing in rock and roll anymore? Everyone's a, everyone's a fucking tenor. And, shamefully you know? ignorant of, 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 of Jimmy, except that I know what he looks like in those leather pants. <laughs> and it, it, it is enough for me. Well, he died at a tragically young age. They all 27. Did. They all did. The, the 27 thing. Didn't we do it that time? Was that we talked about that. We talked about that previously, on? yes. Okay. We talked about that previously. All right. All right. Who's, who's your number three choice? Oh, God. Damn, we're only up to number three. This yes. sad. <laughs> Who did I pick so far? I picked... Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Prince. Prince. All right, I'm going to go more on a singer-songwriter bend here. Okay, that's fine. Instead of just a singer. Okay. Uh, uh, a male musical type person that I uh, highly respect, Billy Joel. Oh, okay. I think that his music tells stories. Okay. I've always wondered why Billy Joel has never written an original written for the stage score where he 
totally has uh, everything he needs yeah. to do such a thing. Well, didn't they make a musical out of his? They made a musical out of his. Out of it was his called music. Moving Out, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it was not a musical, an original musical written for the stage, score by. Billy Joel, mm-hmm. or William Elizabeth Joel, or whatever his fucking name is. But yeah, uh, I, I I like very much the way he tells vivid stories. Okay. In the rock idiom. In the rock idiom. Should I move my tassel to the right? Now? Yes, please do. Okay. My next choice, uh, singer, he's also dead. Dying. <laughs> I know. It's a shame. This one's also dead, too. Go ahead. Um, George Michael. You know what? You save a lot of money on concert tickets <laughs> with your favorite male Well, well sadly, I, I only saw George Michael once in concert, and that was at the, uh, when they had the Millennium March in D.C., and they had a whole big concert for the night before. Okay. And he was one of the performers on it, and Garth, Brook came, Garth Brooks came on stage, and they did a song together. And that was the only time I've ever seen George Michael perform. He was, he was wonderful. He's a great voice. I have almost all of his solo albums. I really love his voice, and he died way too soon. I have to say, Faith is the sexiest pop album I've ever heard. Okay. From beginning to end, yeah. you can play that album. Right. Um, from pouring the wine to to getting the towel to wipe up the puddle, it's all right there, almost sequentially, in that album. I love that album. I love that voice. His voice uh, is like, he, oh my God. He, he is almost too sexy and too beautiful to get the credit he deserves as a technical musician, merely for the fact that, again, that ass is... <laughs> right? You sold me. So, so I get, my, my, uh, the, uh, the borders become blurry. Well, you got to think what he overcame, and he was a member of the pop group Wham!, which really was a, was a joke over here in the United States. Did he really States. have to overcome that? That song was Yeah, that's hard to overcome everywhere. being in a group like that, though. I'm sorry. He, yeah, yeah, he it's hard to be treated on, seriously as uh, an entertainer when you're in a mm. pop group. Like, and remember, come on, remember that whole video with the T-shirts? Yeah, with the T-shirts. And those hot shorts. And the, hot hot shorts, and the, and the puffy socks. And then he was insisting he was straight and, back then, yeah, too, of course. But, okay, all right. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Hold on. Stop. You need to understand. You, 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 what do I need to understand? No, and that's what you need to understand because I know you understand. You are acting like you don't understand. <laughs> and that's what I don't understand is why you're acting like George Michael doing what George Michael did in 1984, 85, 86. I think it was earlier than that. Was, was worthy of shame or hissing or, okay? So here is this beautiful man. Oh, yeah. Okay? He's, Obviously gay. He so he has this partner who is also obviously gay, and they become uh, they 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 have this song that becomes this enormous hit. Yep. And then they have another song or two that become the enormous hits. And then George Michael, arguably the cute one, right, of the duet, releases a solo album. Whereupon he sells himself as this beautifully sexy, nineteen eighties porn. Model to the public, and, right. and everybody falls. I don't understand how that is not genius. I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm saying he had to overcome that. You know, being associated with Wham, that I'm, was a, that was an obstacle for him. I'm saying that Wham was 
Wham was the cream upon which he slid his beautiful brown ass into the public consciousness, giving him the career as the brilliant Michael, whatever his name is, for the rest of his life until he died tragically. He was so young. I know, but I don't think he was treated seriously as a no, singer. He, wasn't. he was too pretty. Well, not until his "Listen Without Prejudice" album when okay. he came out. And when he came out with the Freedom video and that song, it's a great album. I that's, love one, that's, that's actually one of the first. The, uh, one of the first CDs I ever bought was uh, Listen Without Prejudice. Really? Because I think it's, like, oh, it's such a great album. really is. I, I like everything it. you did. Yeah. I like to remember. I take offense to your, your, to your minimizing the effects of Wham. I'm just saying it was an obstacle here in the United States for him to be taken seriously and credibly because he was dancing around in fucking hot pants and that stupid t-shirt singing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Okay, take a breath. So imagine you're some you're some record producer out in California and you see this and people are saying, oh, we want to invest millions of dollars in him. And, and the producer's probably saying, are you fucking kidding me? Except what happened? I, we know what happened, but what I'm saying is it was still an obstacle. Why do you have a problem with that? Hashtag thighs save lives. Oh, my God. I'm moving on. Okay. Who's next on your list? I, I don't know what list we're talking about. We're right number now. four. Five favorite male singers. Five favorite male singers, number four. Where I left off at, uh, with, did I deliver Michael Edwards? What was his name? Michael, George Michael, or did you? I said George you Michael. You said George Michael, so then I'm up to... Uh, uh, favorite male singers. Favorite male singers. I really don't have favorite male singers that I that I buy their albums. Um, I'm at a loss. Wow, that's pretty sad. I really, it really is true. I don't, I don't pay attention so much to the guys. Well, that's a shame. You're missing her. so much good music. Um, I did, uh, give me one. I'll give you my fourth choice, Stevie Wonder. I like Stevie Wonder. Great singer. I like Stevie. Great songwriter. Yeah. He's timeless. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's, you know, from the 70s on, actually from the 60s yeah, yeah. on to today. Yeah, yeah. I never got as far and... into him as I should. Oh, love uh, him. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, love you're Stevie older, Wonder. so you had time. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, so so I like Elvis. Okay, fair uh, enough. I like Elvis uh, uh, for everything that Elvis was. Uh, Elvis said, fuck you. And I love anybody who says fuck you. Okay. Remember that. Elvis is awesome. Um, yeah. Another ass I would happily die under. <laughs> Good to know. If you could arrange. Although, go ahead. Continue. I'll give you my last choice now. And sadly, he's dead too. Oh, thank God he's dead. No, actually, no, I was very upset. I was very upset when this one died. Who was it? David Bowie. Uh, David Bowie. There will never be another artist uh, like David Bowie. David and he Bowie had such did. a great sound and his voice. I mean, from the early days when he sang in those high tenors to the deep baritones he was singing in later in life. He gave me gay. <laughs> right? Right? He was like the first person I saw on TV who identified that as bisexual. I remember seeing him on the Dinah Shore show. And he's in the whole full, I think it was in the Aladdin Sane But there uh, was, time. you know, there was... David Bowie saying he was bisexual was was at that moment exactly the same thing as David Bowie at this moment standing on top of the Freedom Tower waving a rainbow flag like like David Bowie saying that was an enormous thing it was sort of, of it was. May, maybe it was hidden language to the rest of us I got you and he did everything he could at the time to to or he may have just been playing it up for 
He was David Bowie, you know? He was David Bowie. He was going to fuck I mean, there's always the story that supposedly Angie Bowie caught him and Mick Jagger in bed together. I don't think that was a story, and I think it happened more than once. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my... Anyway, David Bowie was my last choice. Uh, Do you have a final choice? I'm the last choice. Um, Male singers. I'm... Patrick, I gotta tell you, I'm kind of weirded out by how I'm struggling. You should be weirded out. From the singers. I'm oh, surprised. okay. All right. I'll give you uh, ha- uh, Harry Harry Connick Jr. Oh, wow. Interesting choice. I used, I used to buy all his albums. Uh, and for like some reason, book. I just dropped, I got I lost interest in him. I don't know what happened. And that's the thing about male singers. Enough is enough. Yeah. I just I lost interest, you know? That's not true. A female singer, Linda Etter, I used to be a big fan of also. But then she tried doing singing adult contemporary, and I really didn't care for it. Like when she was doing the Broadway standards and the covers and stuff. I have probably a week's worth of Ella Fitzgerald recordings if played back to back, just played in an order. Probably yeah. a week's worth of time. And how many times did she sing Mac the Knife or Night and Day? In that, I don't give a fuck. Uh, everything she she sang. <coughs> Diane Shore is another one. Every I have everything she sang for a long time. It was Streisand. Too. Yeah, there's a couple of Streisand. I don't. I don't have classical Barbara. No, you need to work on your male singer repertoire. Yeah, it you really I, do. I, except you the, your horizons. Except the fact that I was born over fifty years ago, and uh, so far until today. I haven't been questioned on it, so I don't see what I have to change about anything. But that's just me. That is just you. Just me. We now come to the conclusion of our show tonight, Thomas. I thought we just did that. No, that was our last episode. That was our last segment. We are now at the end. end. So we would like to thank our producer, Stephen Prendergast. Stephen Prendergast. Just to remind you that we have our episodes available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast providers. We would ask that you kindly... Post a review, post the comments, say give us a rating. Something. Even if you have something oh, negative to say, say shit. something to us. I want a one-star review from anybody. <laughs> a one-star review. Come on, bitches. A one-star review from anybody. But we would love to hear from you. You can always email uh, us at Patrick at Grumpy old gay men and their dogs.com. Or at Tommy's email address, which is take it, Patrick. No, it's not operating yet. We'd like to talk to our producer about that. Uh, also, besides our website, GrumpyOldGameMenAndTheirDogs.com, we are also on Facebook, and we are on Twitter. And that brings us to the end, Thomas. Bye, bitches! Have a good week!